from newstalkzb.co.nz. It's the Mike Hosking Breakfast with ASB. Okay, day there, and welcome to Hosking That Was for Friday. All things, oh, you should have heard, but you might have missed. From the Mike Hosking Breakfast on News Talk ZB. I am Glenn ZB, and um, amongst everything else this weekend, there's a by election going on in Northland, uh, which looks like nationals mucked up. Uh, Richard III is finally resting in peace. I think we'll mark the week. That's what we do on Fridays. Uh, but the, yeah, the big event of the weekend is the Cricket World Cup. Before any of that, why was everybody dressed up today? I've got places to go. I'm going to Paris. That's why I'm dressed up. Um, I've got my French flag. I'm, I'm doing the marathon. This is my last Friday with you guys. At what point? We're grateful for that too, by the way. <laughs> at what? At what point? At what point do you give up on the marathon charade and, ju- and, and just and just say and just say charade? Just say I'm, I'm, I'm going on holiday. I mean, when I go somewhere, you I go. A week oh. to run it, so you are on holiday. But it's called fun. It's called fun. Look, do you know on this, the Paris Marathon, they have um, they serve you champagne at the 39-kilometre mark. So they should. And you also get little foot massage as well at the 40k mark. Really? But nobody nobody sits down. Oh, Kerry McIver did, because everyone wants a PB. But I will definitely be sitting there. I'll be getting my foot Get a, get a foot rub and a glass yeah. of champagne. That is not marathon <laughs> running. Well, it's very French, though, of, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's so very French. French. Very, it's very French. And Glenn's got his costume on. He's got a French costume on today. Is that what it is? Mm, he's dressed as Lance Armstrong. I thought he, I thought he just wiped here. <laughs> I thought well, very, very, very best of luck to you, Neva. What, yeah, what are we stepping got... it up after walk to work. Where, where... Oh, yeah. Oh, that's that's right. Right. Good on you, yes. I'm quite disappointed that some people didn't get that I was dressed as a cyclist because of Neva going to France. They thought that I was just dressed as a cyclist, which I would never do. I really have to th- rethink this whole approach to my dress-ups. I th- perhaps I should go back to dressing like a woman, which is what my usual go-to has been. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, not very many people are dressing up in national colours in Northland by the sounds of things. The campaign, though, has been a shambles. They have bribed, they have talked bollocks, they have scaremongered, they have looked desperate. The bridge promises were pork-barrel politics defined and as such were so blatant they could be seen as little more than what they were. John Key telling the world that trade would halt if Peter's one was equally high on the bollocks metre and presumably most of us saw that for what it was. I don't know whether they picked the candidate because they genuinely backed him or whether they weren't worried and he'd do but I'm not sure he would have won me over he's had a hell of a task he's a nobody thrust into the national spotlight and a white-hot environment against the wiliest of wily campaigners and at times he's looked like the newbie he is hence the battalion of heavyweights that have run north to shore him up the biggest of which of course is John Key who short of signing career up has virtually moved to the far north Labour have not come out of this well either they've made the critical mistake of actually entering the race at all they were never going to win they should have checked with Peters first and given he'd been making the noises if they had look at how they could have had their feet up these past couple of weeks instead of the ham-fisted stumbling bumbling nonsense they've had to roll out about voting for who you want but not for them but they can't name Winston because that would be a deal which it isn't but if you want to send him a blah 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 the only real winner here is of course Winston not only that, he's a recalcitrant as well, but, you know, at least he's fun with it. He no more cares about Northland today than he did before, as parties already represented the North, so his claim now that the North should be the Florida of New Zealand rings hollow because he's had his chances. But he's got what he wanted, attention, headlines, a scrap, and who knows, maybe even a victory. National should still win this in theory, given the economy, given the majority, 
given the history. But you wouldn't be betting a lot on it as we sit here this morning, especially given those polls the last couple of days. I do wonder if uh, national voters are more likely to actually vote than some of these fly-by-night NZ First voters, but we'll see. Uh, Richard III, uh, that, that, is that interesting or not? King Richard got uh, finally buried 530 years late, but nevertheless he got buried overnight and uh, he, he lies in some peace, I would imagine. And it turns out that, of course, most most of us are related to King Richard. We didn't know that, but now we are. Who did you find, Glenn? You found a teacher? Yeah, I think one of my kids' teachers. Yeah, one of the kids' teachers related. Related. She a third cousin, 17 she's times. She's Canadian, so... Oh, really? Okay. Well, anyway, it turns out that, um, that, that, that the poet laureate, Carol Ann Duffy, with a specially commissioned work at the, uh, at the service today, she's, she's, she's some sort of cousin, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's a third cousin, 16 times removed. How do you even work that out? That certainly explains why he's so weird looking. Exactly. The oak coffin was made by the Canadian carpenter Michael Ibsen. One of the closest living relatives. He's only about 14 times removed, so he, he provided the coffin for the whole thing. Very odd business. I mean, I'm sure I'm related to him in some way. I'm probably 18 or 19 they times removed. They got a big removed. turnout for all that stuff, didn't they? Hundreds. Hundreds and hundreds of people. The whole thing the other day, the ceremony, cost millions, and thousands turned out for that, and hundreds turned out for this thing today as well. People have been absolutely mesmerised. people have got a bit of too much time on their hands in Britain? They haven't got a World Cup, and the Poms are no good. If they were in the final, yeah. if they were in the final of the World Cup, they would have gone, Richard who? Is he, is he in the opening lineup? That's what would have happened. They're bored. Do, do people in England just need to get out more? I had somebody the other day, I was out at dinner with an English person, and, and they said uh, they couldn't believe how many people in New Zealand are into exercise and going to the gym. They, they would never knew so many people to do that in England. And I thought that might have been a sad indictment of a sort. Should we, should we mark the week? That's what we do on Friday. So where else do you start but the cricket, eh? Grant Elliott for getting us into the final nine. Hazard! Yes, he didn't do it alone, but he did it when it counted. Martin Guptill for the record ten. Hazard! <laughs> because the biggest is the best, and the score signalled a brilliant return to form. Daniel Vittori, eight. Hazard! For turning games and defying age and gravity. Brendan McCallum, ten. Hazard! For smacking that ball like nobody else this tournament and adding to it by leading with a style of captaincy that harks back to the days of honour, valour and risk. Bolton Southey, eight. They're a devastating package when one doesn't quite fire, the other one does. Mike Hessen, nine. What a quiet, studied, methodical, mercurial revelation, the genius behind the performance. I regret writing all of this now. Uh, For the whole show, for the whole patriotic gathered together all as one brilliant display and reminder that nothing but nothing glues us together as sport. So by way of contrast, of course, this week, those clowns that took St. Beads to court, zero. What an abject failure on the parenting front. Your kids are idiots and the answer is to protect them through lawyers and at the same time insult and undermine your school. It defies belief. The Korea Free Trade Deal, eight. Millions upon millions upon millions of dollars we now have to um, no longer deal with by way of barriers. We can sell our meat and our fruit and our butter for what the market will actually pay for it. Given we invented the level playing field, the free trade dealers recognition that we were ahead of the curve, saw the light, and are now reaping the benefits of it all. Lee Kuan Yew, eight. What he did was amazing. He took a backwater third world island and transformed it into a global powerhouse. There are lessons to us all in determination and strong leadership. So you can't chew gum and spit it on the street. Big deal. I uh, got into trouble for too many houseettes uh, in the Mark the Week. I don't think you can have too many houseettes this week, can you? We might, we might even have more on Monday. Here's hoping.
Um, it's, it's, it's as exciting as buggery, isn't it, Murray Olds? Gee, it'll be big. Is it, how big is it in Australia? Super big? Yeah, enormous. Absolutely enormous. And, uh, you know, Australia was by no means a lay-down bazaar against India here and uh, in Sydney yesterday. I left work uh, sort of yesterday morning. There would have been 3,000 Indians charging down Broadway and out towards the SCG. Huge, huge uh, Indian support there. But, uh, you know, it went the same way as the script that followed all summer. I mean, India came here last November, proceeded to lose 10 games straight in every form of the game. They go to the World Cup, they won seven in a row. But uh, Australia too good. Steve Smith, what a fabulous uh, cricketer he's become this summer. Yeah. He got 105 off 93, and then the bowling was more than good enough to knock over India. And so it's pretty fitting, I think, 100 years since the original landing at Anzac uh, Cove at Gallipoli. We're going to have Australia and New Zealand doing battle on Sunday. I think it's exciting as buggery. And how good, how good was the... New Zealand victory over South Africa. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. It's one of the great games of all time. Tell you what we're loving here, Murray, is that every single game we've had someone step up. Like Guptill, he hasn't been in form, goes and bangs 237. Yeah. Need, need a victory in the second to last ball, Elliot steps up. Daniel Vittori defies age. McCullum's captaincy is unbelievable, smacks the ball like nobody's business yeah, from the front. It's been brilliant. But Guptill, I, I beg your pardon, uh, Grant Elliot got that first ball duck against Australia Last time out, let's hope he can fire on Sunday. Going to be very intimidating. You may have seen the Matthew Hayden tweet. Yep. The Kiwis will be overawed, blah, blah, blah. That's absolute bollocks. I mean, this Kiwi team is really just, just cruising along beautifully. Experience may, may count. I mean, Australia's won, I think, the, what, five World Cups, four World Cups. New Zealand's never been in a final. But um, I'm just can't wait for Sunday, mate. Going to be so excited. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. He sounds very excited. Uh, um, apparently... There's nothing as exciting as buggery. That's uh, that, that's my new favourite expression. I challenge you to use it wherever you can this weekend and make sure that your weekend is as exciting as buggery too. I am Glenn ZB. Uh, let's hope we're back for a celebration podcast on Monday.